Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertile AF, the podcast. This is episode 125 called Bailey. Today's episode is sponsored by Heirloom. Guys, moments matter. And now you can save them and share them in a physical book using Heirloom. Heirloom is a new unique way to send memories and moments to friends and family, especially to loved ones who are far away. It's super simple to do. Just visit sendheirloom.com and upload up to 10 minutes of your videos. Select from one of their nine custom covers, add a message on the inside cover, and you're done. Heirloom will then ship a video playing book right to your loved one. Plus, each video book is rechargeable so they can cherish it for a lifetime. Whether it's a milestone birthday, a holiday, a graduation, or just because, there's so many reasons to send an heirloom to someone you love. It's the perfect gift for those who don't have smartphones or who are not super tech savvy, but would still love to share those special moments with you. The price of an heirloom is normally $49, but if you use the promo code InfertileAF, you'll get $10 off your order. Again, go to sendheirloom.com, use code InfertileAF, and you'll get $10 off. Stay connected and share special moments in a lasting way with heirloom. Thanks, heirloom. All right, everybody. So today I'm talking to Bailey, who's in her mid-20s and who says, I don't see a lot of women out there who are going through exactly what I'm going through. And the reason that Bailey says that is because a few years ago, she was diagnosed with diminished ovarian reserve and POI. And although she's not actively trying to conceive right now, she is doing fertility preservation because she is married and she and her husband do want to have a family. And doctors have told her that she will probably go through menopause when she's about 30. So we're going to hear about everything that she's gone through, including the four rounds of IVF she's done so far, the ups and downs of freezing embryos, what's happened during each round, and where she stands right now. So I'm really glad that Bailey reached out to me because I'm sure that there are other women out there somewhere who are going through this and who are dying to connect with other people like Bailey was and is, and I hope, and Bailey hopes, that this does exactly that. So if you are going through this, you're going through early menopause or you're in your 20s and you're facing fertility treatments, definitely tune into this one. I want to thank Bailey so much for being brave and for sharing her truth. And without further ado, this is Bailey's infertility story. Bailey. I'm so glad we got to talk. Thank you for doing this. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. So I know you are in a hotel room in Chicago. You just told me that. But before we get to why you're there and what you're doing, let's start at the beginning with you. Yeah. So my drives to my clinic are three hours each way. So I've been listening to podcasts. And the more I listen to yours, the more I just felt like I needed to tell my story because I don't see a lot of Um, women out there who are going through exactly what I'm going through because I'm so young, Mm -hmm. um, just because I have diminished ovarian reserve and Mm -hmm. POI. So that's why I really wanted to share my story just because I I wanted other women who are in their 20s and early 30s who are going through the same thing to know that they're not alone Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not trying to conceive actively right now. Um, I'm doing it fertility preservation, um, which is not out there a lot. 
Yes. I'm so glad you reached out and you're exactly right. I've talked to a couple of people who are in their 20s and kind of in the same situation. One was a cancer survivor who was doing fertility preservation. But tell me about when did you find out that you even needed to go down this road? So what was happening with you health-wise? Yeah. So um, the, as we all know, the pandemic hit in March of last year. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> right, what? <laughs> Never heard of it. And my site, my survival job at the time was working for a medical office and it was so stressful <laughs> um, working there. And I started, you know, getting really bad night sweats, um, like where I would wake up just like drenched and like my hair was falling out in huge clumps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just honestly thought, assumed it was stress mm-hmm. from the pandemic. So this was- just mm-hmm. in the past year? Correct. Okay. And um, didn't really think much of it until it kept getting worse. And then I reached out to my psychiatrist because I was like, oh, well, you know, a lot of anxiety or depression meds can have those sort of side effects. And he was like, no, you've been on them too long for that to have happened. So I just happened to have scheduled my like annual OB appointment uh-huh. in July of last year. Okay. And I told my gynecologist uh, in Virginia, just, I, I felt like my hormones were out of whack, mm-hmm. you know, cause I have an IUD. So I was like, Oh, well, maybe something funky is happening. And she said, yeah. okay, we'll just check your levels. And then I, I remember very clearly I was at work in my office and I get a phone call from her. Um, her name is Dr. Swanson. And she told me like, your levels are a little off, but the biggest thing that I want to talk to you about right now is that your AMH is incredibly low. Mm. Um, so my AMH at the time was 0. Five. Okay. Did which, you even know what AMH was? No, I had no idea. Okay. Good. <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I didn't either. So <laughs> she explained it all to you, I'm guessing. Yeah. And she was like, basically just told me like, you need to go freeze your eggs right now. That's what you have to do if you want to have a chance of having a kid. And I remember just after I got off the phone with her and I didn't even ask her enough questions because I was so shocked. I didn't, right. you know, it's like, what do you say to that? You know? Right. right. Yeah. So I got off the phone and then I called my husband, like just sobbing. Like I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know, you know, what our next step would be because IVF is so expensive. So you were, you're already married at the time. So you got, when did you get married? You got married young. Oh yeah. I got married. I was a baby. I got married a month after I graduated college. So I was 22. Okay. My husband's uh, two years older than me. Uh huh. Um, we had moved to the DC area from Utah for him to pursue his PhD. So that's why we were there. Okay. And within two weeks of finding out, I was moving to Illinois for grad school. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do, I couldn't, you know, like just immediately take control of this because even if I saw a fertility specialist in the Virginia area, I was going to move in right. two weeks. So what do I do? And right. I was kind of in denial. So I went and got it rechecked right before I left and it okay. had gone down to 0.1. Whoa. So what were they telling you? Why was it so low? They had no idea. I mean, I've had, I've spoken with the Mayo Clinic um, for, an, you know, like a, an appointment as well. And they're convinced, you know, they kept asking me like, you sure you didn't have like cancer treatments as a child? And I was like, I'm pretty sure. I think I would remember. <laughs> I think I would remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or being like, you don't have an autoimmune disorder. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have endometriosis? I don't know. Um, okay. so there, did you get I, that all checked out? Um, for endometriosis, like really the only way to know is if you go in there with surgery Mm -hmm. for certain. And so even if I did that, it wouldn't make a difference. Um, Okay. Right. So I, I don't know. 
Right. Um, so is it kind of unexplained at this point? Like, is that the diagnosis? Uh, yeah, basically, because okay. they don't know what causes um, POI, which is primary ovarian insufficiency. Okay. Or it used, it's sometimes known as a primary ovarian failure. Um, they don't know why it happens. In okay, young not to be confused with PIO, which is progesterone in yeah. oil. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> acronyms. Yeah, so we have they, an acronym list on Fertility Rally website. Um, yeah, I mean, I've a definitely lot of other places do too. But yeah, I've definitely checked it because yeah. I, I go around. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know we need to update it. I feel like because there's other things that I've heard about recently too, like mm-hmm. IVM. But anyway, different story. Okay, go, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and I've joined multiple Facebook groups and basically no one knows why it, unless you have, you know, have had cancer treatments. Other mm-hmm. than that, they don't know why it happens. Wow. So when you got the, this news, you were obviously devastated. What did your husband say? Uh, <laughs> so his name's Christian. He's always been so supportive. Um, his first initial response was, well, then we should have a kid now. <laughs> and I told him, absolutely not. <laughs> like, okay. I was 25 at the time. I said, I'm about to start grad school. Like our idea was that we were always going to have kids in our mid to late thirties. Um, just because that's just something we felt like we would be quote unquote ready for at that point in our lives, mm-hmm. especially since we got married so young. So I told him, absolutely not. It's not happening. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. And then I re- I just Googled fertility clinics, Illinois, and happened to the, like, I think the second one was Vios. And I clicked on it and called them immediately. And oh, scheduled, we like, love Vios. We love them so much. I and work I- with them a ton. We've, I've had Ruhi Jelani on my podcast, Dr. Jelani who you know, because she's your doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, we do a lot of events with them. Vios is the best. <laughs> yeah, because I hear they sponsor your episodes sometimes. They do sometimes, like, yes. Yeah, they're <laughs> just really great. And it's all, you know, mostly females, which I love. Mm-hmm. They're just really, really cool and like kind of disruptors in the industry. They're doing, you know, some groundbreaking stuff, which I think mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, I did no research. I just called and said, can I get an, an online consult? And they were like, sure, we're going to put you at Dr. Jelani. And I was like, cool, great. Like, I did not research anything. Okay, um, so you didn't know she's like an Instagram superstar. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so by that point, we were in Illinois. Uh, we'd moved. And I remember my first consult with her over Zoom just being so shocked by how open she was Mm -hmm. I mean she immediately gave me her phone number she's like text me whenever you need which you know that's shocking I've never had a doctor just give me their personal cell phone number I know she's great like that yep and she like had a game plan she's like okay you're gonna come in for testing Christian's gonna come in for testing we're gonna check all your levels again we're gonna do all this stuff and this was probably like three weeks before school my I started grad school before the semester started. And so then we got our results back and Christian was totally fine. Mine, on the other hand, my FSH was high, which is an indicator of, of POI. And my AMH level was incredibly low. Mm, okay. um, and she was like, we have to start now. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I, I haven't even started school yet. <laughs> oh my God. So by start, she means start like the stims and egg freezing process? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I pushed it back because I wanted to start off the school year without worrying about it, even Mm -hmm. though I, you know, she really explained to me, like, there's no, 
guarantee that you will your AMH will stay at the level it is. As I've seen, it can drop from 0.5 to 0.1 in just a few short weeks. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I remember our first consultation, she said, how do you feel about donor eggs? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess, right? And mm-hmm. as I've gone through this process, I've realized you know, how much of a big deal that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I started my first round of stems for egg freezing in late October. Okay. And Mid-pandemic. Yeah, it's fun, right? (laughs) So what did that mean? What was the protocol that you guys had discussed doing? Yeah, so I was on like 300 of Menopure, like 450 of Folistim. I was on Letrozole, Omnitrope, which is a human growth hormone, Mm -hmm. um, which I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. Uh, And probably, again, Arelix, I think, um, probably a few other things, but it was so much medicine. I was so overwhelmed when it came in the mail. Oh my God. Can I tell you something? Even hearing the names of these meds, which I hear all the time in our groups and stuff, but it still gives me like the, it, I have a physical visceral reaction. Like I, it's like PTSD, like my body, like my stomach just started to hurt, like thinking about all these meds and like yeah. being on them. It's so crazy how that never really goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was lucky that my my insurance through the school through Illinois, because it's a mandated state, would cover my labs and my procedure of mm-hmm. the egg retrieval, but it would not cover the meds mm-hmm. um, no matter how hard I tried. So spending, you know, $8,000 on medicine. No, it's such and- a gut punch. Yeah. And um, thankfully, my parents and my in-laws and my grandparents, you know, helped. Uh, I'm super grateful. I mean, we still had to put a lot of it like on our credit cards, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I don't even want to think about that right now. <laughs> I know. You're like, well, we get points at least. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I totally was so clueless. I mean, even the nurses were like, oh, you're so young. Your egg quality will be great. Like, you don't need to worry. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm only going to have to do this once. It's not going to be a big deal. I'll get all so many eggs because women, you know, who are in their 20s, like that's like the prime egg freezing. Right, right. And then I went through it and that was the worst stims of my life, I think, um, just because it's the first one. I, I called my mom and my mom drove up and spent uh, two weeks with us, like helping me give myself shots and, you know, just helping me take me to my appointments. Thanks mom. Uh, <laughs> and I remember just being so overwhelmed the whole time, but so, you know, just clueless as to how many I would get. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get like 30 eggs. It's going to be great. I'm never going to do this again. And then right. I went in and I, I had 15 follicles mm-hmm. and out of 15 of those follicles, 11 had eggs, mm-hmm. only eight were mature, mm-hmm. five fertilized. Because when I when I came out, they were like, you only have eight eggs. And I was like, oh, okay, um, that doesn't seem great. And they were like, our suggestion would be to just make them all embryos because it's a better chance of them surviving. Saw. I was just going to ask you that. Did they talk to you about possibly creating embryos? Yeah. Yeah. Cause my original plan was to freeze half as embryos and half as eggs, mm, you know, okay. cause I'm, I'm a planner. I'm like, Christian, like, what if, what if you get, what, what if you get hit by a bus, you know, one day, right. and, you know, I want to have, a why would thing. you not do all as embryos just out of curiosity? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Just because I, I just wanted to have that option uh-huh. of like having just eggs and just yeah. embryos. Cause I've, cause 
Dr. Delaney explained it like she's had people only freeze embryos and none of them have made it through thaw. And she's had people who've done, only done eggs and none of them. So she suggested, you know, doing half you know, and half. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had never thought of it that way. So I was like, oh, that's, that's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, I, they told me I had eight, you know, I'm high off of the anesthesia <laughs> right? and they're like, what do you want to do? We suggest you make them all embryos. And I was like, okay. So five fertilized, only four made it to blast. Mm -hmm. I sent them for PGT testing. Um, I know people have, you know, opinions on PGT, you know, genetic testing, but Mm -hmm. in my view, I was like, why would I pay an $800 storage fee a year if they're embryos I can't even use? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so sent them off and out of those four, uh, two were able to be tested and the two, one came back normal and one came back, um, like very abnormal. Mm. So I had, I have one at that point. One. Embryo. Okay. So how did that feel when you got those numbers back? I was so upset. I was yeah. like, what are you, what are you talking about? I only have one. I started off with like five. Right. Right. <laughs> and you know, so upset. And Dr. Jelani was great because she, you know, she, she apologized for not like, you know, setting our expectations, you know, not, you know, not really explaining like, you know, you know, out of all of these only like 60% fertilized and out of that, it's like a 50%, you know, abnormal, abnormal rate or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like, great, you have one, you need at least four to six. And so she said, you know, a back-to-back IVF is usually better because your body's like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and I did not want to do it again. <laughs> you didn't. I did not. And I was like, all right, let's do it. If, if she says it's going to be better, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so off I go into my second round of oh egg God. retrieval. We did a different protocol. It was Lupron based. Okay. And that one wasn't as bad. I didn't feel as crummy. I didn't feel like there were softballs in my abdomen. This okay. time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And um, went in for that retrieval and I got, I believe it was something like I had five follicles total. Um, so it was even less. Oh, wow. And then I think out of those, they got four mature eggs Mm-hmm. And I, they, they were able to fertilize all of them. Cause again, they gave me the option, like, do you want to do half as eggs, half as embryos? And I said, well, there's only four, so we might as well just make them all embryos. Right. Um, and out, after that, none made it past day three. Oh God. So I had nothing to test. I'm so sorry. It's okay. That's I mean, it's so not hard. Even, it is hard. It fucking sucks. <laughs> right. And you feel like you're just burning money. You're like, I might as well just literally take a lighter and burn these like hundred dollar bills. <laughs> like, yeah. I literally just felt like I set fire to all my money and yeah. that I had nothing to show for it other than a lot of bruises on my stomach. <laughs> right. Yeah. And emotionally, like I always love to get into this bit. How was it affecting your relationship? Because this is stressful. Yeah, it it really affected our relationship, both good and bad, you know, bad in the sense of um, <laughs> that I went nuts, like, you know, the, all the hormones and stuff. Yeah. You know, just being irrationally angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for no, Like, I remember we were in Chicago for 
our egg retrieval and we had pulled up to the hotel and my husband called it by, we were staying at the Hampton and he called it by, um, I think the, the Hilton. And I screamed at him for calling it the wrong name, <laughs> like full on screamed at yes. him. <laughs> ben there. Okay. Yep. Uh, thanks Christian. Love you. Um, yeah. Christian. And he told me it's strengthened our relationship because he, he sees quote, like how strong I am, Mm -hmm. like how, how unbelievably hard this has been on my body and mentally and how I'm willing to do it. And he says, he's the, I'm the strongest person he knows. And, and it's hard for me to accept that. Do you know what I mean? Cause I see what all these other women go through on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know if I even consider myself, you know, an IVF warrior because I'm not trying to get pregnant. Do you know right. what I mean? But here's what I would say to that. This is my unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. Don't, it's not the pain Olympics. It's mm-hmm. not a comparison game. Like you are going through a shit ton. And, you know, like, I feel like as women, we often diminish our own struggles because you like always see somebody else and you're like, well, I don't have it as bad as her or whatever, but the fact of the matter is you're going through a ton and you are so strong. So I would say own it and, you know, don't worry about the labels or whatever. And, you know, I know there's a lot of feelings of people aren't sure whether or not they belong in the like, quote unquote, infertility community. And I say, if you want to be here, I mean, nobody wants to be here, but if you, <laughs> you know, you belong, if you're going through something, you belong here and you can find people that are going through the same thing as you. So that's just my little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I really appreciate that. It, it's been really hard. You know, I go into these appointments and all the women are, you know, in their late thirties, early forties, right? you know, and that's, I'd have never seen someone my age in the clinic. Right. Ever. I know that's got to feel isolating as well. Mm-hmm. And I get looks sometimes <laughs> like, you know, like, why is she here? She's so young. Like right. she probably get pregnant. No big deal. And I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I know. And you would hope that the other people in the clinics would know better and realize like, obviously you're going through something like, let's yeah. not judge here. Let's not be <laughs> quick to, you know, like, yeah. if anything, like, I, the story that you're sharing right now, like hopefully young women will hear this, reach out to you, you know, connect with you if you are open to that. And then also maybe other women will realize, oh, when I see a, someone in their twenties in the clinic, they're going through some shit too. So I shouldn't give them those looks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember like listening to your episodes, like you said, you know, you would look so irritated at other women who had a baby already in the clinics and you were just trying to have one or the person was just trying to have one. And it's like, why are they trying for two? Like, I can't even get one. And it made me realize, like, I can't judge anyone who's nope. in there. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, yeah. Exactly. So that was round two. And I think round two really hit me hard because I felt like I was grieving, but it's like grieving for something you don't know if you will ever have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, completely, completely. So like, you know, just grieving for the fact of like, what if I never have my own biological child? What if, what if this never works and feeling horrible that I couldn't, I can't give that to my husband. Do you know what I mean? Cause he's always mm-hmm. wanted kids, even if it's later in life. So after round two, we, we had our like, what the fuck appointment with Dr. Jelani. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you had, you know, your egg quality was really bad. Like, let's take a break for a few weeks and then let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And so I took a few weeks off and then my idea was, okay, I'll do round three over Christmas break before the spring semester of grad school. 
I won't have to worry about, you know, making appointments or missing class. Like it'll be great. I'll finish right before I start school again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I stemmed that round for 23 days. Whoa. It was horrible. That's long. (laughs) I think it's a world record. I don't know. (laughs) What was, what was happening? Your yeah. body was slow to respond or like, yeah, I'm, I'm a slow responder anyways, but yeah, my estrogen just wasn't going up. My left ovary just shut down. Mm-hmm. My right ovary had one follicle. And okay. at this point my AMH was, you know, really, really, really low. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was determined, you know, this, that this was going to work. <laughs> and, um, you know, they wanted me to take a week off and restart. And I was like, I can't do that because of school. And so I said, let's just keep going. And I remember, I think it was like day 20, I was driving home from my clinic, which is three hours away. Mm -hmm. And when they called me and told me that I had to continue stims, I remember pulling off the side of the road and just screaming, Uh, being like, when is this going to end? I felt trapped. And I remember Dr. Jelani called me while I was on the side of the highway, like sobbing. Oh, and, Bailey. You know, like, I was like, I was sobbing. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And the clinic was recommending, I just, you know, cancel the whole cycle. And, um, Dr. Jelani called me like in the middle of all, you know, everything she does and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to me through it, like talked me off the cliff. Yeah. I was like, we'd rather keep going than stop. Cause I, we'd rather at least try than have nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which has stuck with me to this day. And so we went forward with it and I had four follicles finally, okay. um, went in for retrieval. And it was funny cause it was another doctor who did my retrieval and she was like, you know, very patiently explaining every little step like, Hey, you're going to go in there and we're going to put you under and we're going to get the eggs. And once we get the egg, like, like, and I was like, this is my third rodeo. Like I know how it works. <laughs> you're like lady. I've, I've been here before. Yeah. Um, at this point though, the only thing I've looked, I look forward to in my retrievals is the anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. like, it's so funny. Every time I go in there, I'm like, they're trying to talk to me. I was like, can you just, can you just put it in my arm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, before we get started, a little uh, dose here. Yeah. Um, and they have like dream catchers above where you lay down, um, <laughs> which is so funny because, you know, you're high and you're just like seeing all Oh my this. God. I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, out of those four follicles, they got four eggs. Only two were mature and they were able to grow them in the lab a little bit before they fertilize them. We've used ICSI every time because I was not taking a chance. I was mm-hmm. just like, everything you can do to make this work, do it. Mm-hmm. Put it on the credit card. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like, put it on my tab. Yeah, exactly. At this point, I, I, they always, you know, ask for a deposit before each round. And mm-hmm. after, during this fourth one, I've just like, do I have to? Like, you know, I'm good for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, out of those two, uh, none fertilized. Oh God. So I was left with nothing. Okay. So um, this is round three. That was round three. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, really, really hard. Um, so do you have friends who like, while you're going through this, who are starting to have babies and stuff? Yeah. I, how, I, how did that feel? Really hard. Cause like, I see that and you know, it, like it's, they're so cute and like, but 
I don't have the desire to have one now, but I want to, you know, in five, six, seven years from now do. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to not feel jealous and it's hard to not feel like, wow, why can they do this so easily? Why did no one tell me when I was 20, I should have frozen my eggs? Why did no one ever check my levels three years ago and could have seen this coming before it was too late? Right. Exactly. Um, Actually connected with someone from high school who I didn't really run in the same circles with. I, I know her and she had, un, she has unexplained fertility and just getting to reconnect with her and like talk, of, you know, have someone my own age yeah. who's going through somewhat the same thing. Right. Um, good news. She's pregnant. Yay. Oh, um, good. But yeah, that at this point I was broken. Um, mm-hmm. ra- three rounds. I only have one embryo to show for it. Mm. And um, so I decided to take a break. Okay. Um, So when was this? That was January. Okay. So January of 2021. You got it. Okay. Um, So I said, I'm just going to focus on school. Um, I had an appointment with Dr. Jelani, you know, our, you know, our third, what the fuck appointment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she was like, take a break. Maybe your body needs it. Like take supplements, which I'd never thought of until, Mm. you know, right before round three. And Mm. it wasn't enough time to take them. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I took supplements and she said, we're going to do a testosterone prime for round four. So call me when you're ready. <laughs> and um, so I, I took supplements, like the giant horse pills, like yeah. that you don't know if they work or not, or who knows what's in them. And right. I'm just like shoving them down three times a day. Oh my God. Choking <laughs> them down. Did she explain to you what the testosterone would, was going to do? Um, she said, basically, I'm not really good with science, but she basically was like, it will rev up your body. Okay. And since I'm going through menopause, I'm pre mm-hmm. I'm perimenopausal. So I'm going through all those awesome symptoms, like night sweats, mm-hmm. hot flashes, mm-hmm. hair loss, you know, everything you can think of that. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, it'll actually make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because my mother is going through menopause right now and like, we'll be like, we're twinning, but I don't want to be. (laughs) I'm going through a personal summer and I was like, me too right now. This is not fair. (laughs) Um, I have a twin sister and she's not going through any of this. Oh, Um, wow. Are you guys identical or fraternal? We're fraternal. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Interesting. She's actually graduating medical school in two weeks. Uh Uh-huh. What's Um, her name? Her name is Savannah. Hi, Savannah. Okay. So she doesn't have any fertility issues as far as you guys know? Correct. Wow. That's Um, interesting. And since she's in medical school, you know, I call with like pictures of my labs and like, you know, ask her like, what does this mean? I don't know. Tell me right now. Is this bad? Yeah, I would do the same. (laughs) Um, And like all of her classmates know. So it's pretty funny when I went and visited like um, during her match day, they're like asking me questions. Yeah. You're like the case study. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, uh, in March I went in for my like blood work appointment, like to, you have to do like a pre blood work appointment to make sure like you're good to go for a testosterone prime. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome news. Cause my AMH was better because the supplements I hopefully I'm, I'm assuming the supplements I took were make, helping it. Um, that's great. You cannot raise your AMH. It's not possible to like get more eggs, right? As we know, like you mm-hmm. are only born with how many eggs you are given. But when the level goes up, basically what I'm, my understanding is that means like the fluid around them is better. Like your egg quality is better. Wow. So okay. Mean you've grown more, but they're better quality. Gotcha. And uh, so I was good to go. So I started testosterone in April 
Oh my God. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like like you respond well to drugs in general. (laughs) Um, It was great. Other than it gave me like crazy acne. That's TMI, but uh, it made me great. Like my sex life was better. Oh wow. My horn, because ever since all of this, before this happened, my sex life was going downhill because I have no libido. Gotcha. Um, And then once you're in IVF treatments, right, you can't have sex. Yes. Um, while you're doing stims and then you have right. to wait what like two weeks after each retrieval before right. you can and I joke with Christian I was like well technically we've had sex like four times already <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you count like when you go into the clinic and give them your sample right you're like we haven't been together but <laughs> but technically we've yeah. made a baby <laughs> sure I know it's so um, weird isn't it the whole thing is so weird. it's so weird um yeah. at this point I started giving myself my own shots Mm-hmm. Um, I said I would never give myself a menopure shot, but round four, here we go. I, I was like, Christian, I don't need you. Just watch the dog. I'm going to poke myself with needles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm in round four right now. Um, okay. I'm in Chicago right now to go hopefully for my last monitoring appointment because uh-huh. um, I feel like there's basketballs inside. And I went from having... When I started this after the testosterone prime, they were like, you have five follicles on each ovary. And I was like, oh my God. And like the nurses were celebrating because like they know I only have like maybe one to two on each side. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm just like five, which is yeah. not a lot. But like to me, that's such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. And then because I'm such a slow responder, you know, normally you go every couple days. Um, for monitoring and they were like just come back in a week <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like great I'll see you in a week uh, okay so when I went back earlier this week they were like you have nine follicles on one side and 10 on the other wow and I was like okay. holy fuck <laughs> like that's yeah. so that's more than I've had in my life and so yeah they're like come in on Wednesday they wanted me to have an ultrasound which is today um have an ultrasound with the I guess the head ultrasound tech Okay. Um, prior the big to the, dogs are coming I, out. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not fucking around, Bailey. We got the head of ultrasound. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here waiting and, you know, round four, it's like, how, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I thought I would only do one and right. now I'm round four. And I, when I did my taxes this year, I did you know, my medical expenses Yeah. just for 2020. I spent $27,000. Oh my God. Ugh, that makes me feel ill. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, so, but I'm like really hoping this one works because my husband is moving to California this summer because he, he's got a big boy job. Uh, okay. But I'll be here finishing up my degree. Wow. So what um, he's, is he a professor? You said? Yes. He's going to okay. be a professor um, at Cal State Fullerton. Wow. Um, That's awesome. And so you'll be there. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be here in Illinois while he's in California. So Uh this is kind of like our last hurrah before he leaves. And then if it doesn't work, if the cycle goes poorly, which knock the wood, hopefully it doesn't Mm -hmm. just because there's follicles doesn't mean they're good eggs. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll do it again. Okay. That's really really scary. And I think, I think a lot of the reason I chose to do my third one is because I couldn't see myself not doing it. Yeah because of this community that you're in, mm-hmm. there's kind of like also like a sense of comfort having that schedule, you know, of like, okay, I have to do shots in the morning, shots in the evening. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for having a plan. Yeah. You know, and there's so much uncertainty and in infertility 
that mm-hmm. when you're doing something, you feel like, okay, I'm doing everything I can do right now. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. Yeah. And so taking a break was really hard in a way. Cause I was like, I don't, I feel like I'm not doing anything for myself. And, you know, over the break, I, I, I had a lot of, we had a lot of conversations, Christian and I, and then, you know, unsolicited advice from friends and families. I, <laughs> you know, I never understood, you know, why it was, you know, rude to say like, why can't you just adopt or why yeah. can't you just do donor egg or why should you should just stop? Cause clearly God doesn't want you to have babies. Oh, did people say that to you? Yeah. Okay. Um, which well, they really- can fuck right off. Bailey. <laughs> Give them my number. Tell them I want to talk to them. <laughs> and that, that was really hard. I mean, even hearing from family, like this is so much money. Like you probably should just stop and look for another avenue. And that, that was really hard. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people are obviously trying, coming from a good place and not wanting to see you hurt and not wanting to see you suffer, but it's also like, you got to do you. Yeah. And like, you know, even my nurses were like, you have a twin, like just ask her for eggs. Oh. And, um, and during the third, the, the, the stems from hell that lasted 23 days. Um, at that point I did call my twin sister, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, say like, I don't expect an answer now. But if this doesn't work, like, would, would you think about, you know, giving me your eggs? And mm-hmm. that was such a hard conversation. Cause like, how do you ask your sister that? Like, do you give her flowers and say, can I have your eggs? Like, what, like, right. what, do, you, what do you do? Yeah. You're like case of white claw <laughs> tradesies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So how did it go? What did she say? Uh, she said she would have to talk to her husband about yeah. it. And you know what? I can't blame her um, because, you know, it's her body. Totally. Like we're not identical. We're fraternal. And, you know, when it came down to right before we started this round, I asked her again. I said, I I really need to have an answer because, you know, if you're going to, then I'm not going to do this. I'm going to save my money for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And she basically said, you know, I won't be able to give you an answer until I have my own children. Mm. Like, and you know, that was hard mm-hmm. just knowing. Cause like, I don't have time um, to wait. Uh, yeah. Because when I talked to the Mayo clinic, they're like, yeah, you'll probably go through menopause within five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably right around the time I'm 30 mm-hmm. and um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, oh, why are you apologizing? Because <laughs> I'm crying. Um, it's okay. And um, that that was really hard to hear. Yeah. yeah. But you know, at the same time, I I can't blame her. You know, because it's her body, it's her family. You know, just because she's my twin sister, that doesn't give me a guarantee. Um, Completely. Yeah, and you know, like at the same time, I was so angry with her, mm-hmm. and at the same time, so understanding. Mm-hmm. So that that was probably out of all of this, the hardest conversation I've had with her, because mm-hmm. you know that basically meant like, you know, no, not right now, mm-hmm. and you know maybe she'll change her mind in the future, and maybe I'll need that, but you know, for now, I'm just. I'm going to, I, I spoke with my husband and he was like, you know, there's, we should not try to persuade her. That's not something that we should do. You know, it has to come from her. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's a really big decision. Of course. 
And I'm sure on top of your feelings of like feeling, you know, kind of disappointed or angry, it's like, fuck, why do I even have to be in this position? You know, there's the anger for that, that you even have to ask, you know, like, yeah. So I think it's, it's layered. It's like layered levels of, of hurt and anger and and disappointment. Yeah. It's just, and then you're on hormones, which does not help. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, she's, you know, she's going into residency for surgery. Like she's going to be in school for seven years, um, yeah. you know, and, you know, when would she have time to take off to do this? Right. Yeah. Like to do an egg retrieval. Right. That's something to consider as well. So I've, I've, I've let that go. It took a while to let that go. Yeah. That's understandable. Uh, totally. and I even like me, I have like some profiles on donor egg websites, but it's so weird, mm-hmm. you know, and like you're looking through these women's pictures and you're like, well, do I pick someone who looks like me or do I pick someone who has like all these personality traits and a quote unquote degree yes. or qualifications, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So here I am <laughs> the fourth right. round and uh, yeah, it's hard to have an idea of what I will feel after this, you know, like, will I have this strong desire to do it one more time? Is it worth doing one more time? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm 26 years old. Like that's Mm -hmm. so hard Mm -hmm. to like fathom, like make such a life altering decision, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I guess, you know, you'll find out what happens today at your appointment and then mm-hmm. you go from there. You know, you I feel like sometimes you just have to take it day by day. You might feel differently today than you feel tomorrow, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can try, maybe it's so much easier said than done, but try yeah. not to put pressure on yourself and, you know, but I feel for you, it's, it's tricky. And sometimes I remember thinking, I just want someone to make these decisions for me. Like it's so overwhelming and daunting to have to make these huge life altering decisions that don't have any guarantees. Exactly. That was so, that was really hard for me. Yeah. It's like, you're doing all this for a chance. Right. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. So, but I love my husband and I love my twin sister and I love my family. And you know, that's all at the end of the day, that's all I can ask for. Right. Um, Of course. We'll take it day by day is what I try to do. my loves thank you everybody so much for listening and thanks again to bailey for that incredible story fingers crossed rooting for you so hard girl as you continue i know you're having another round coming up this winter so we will be following along your story as well so best of luck to you and definitely keep in touch guys if you need some support i always want to let you know about fertility rally which is the membership community that I co-founded. We are over 300 members strong right now, and we would love to have you join our family. We've got so many offerings, so many different levels of support. There's support groups. We've got website with curated content. We've got all these events that we do all the time. We actually have our next Fertility Rally Live coming up this fall, and we're planning that right now. So lots of cool stuff. Hit us up on Instagram at Fertility Rally, or you can check out our website, 
infertilityrally.com. Membership is open the first week of every month, but you can always sign up to get on our wait list or you can reach out to me directly if you have any questions. So we would love to rally like mofos with you guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon.